Hey there, it's Ashley Stahl here, and I'm trying something new out. I figured that, you know, maybe I could send you a little dopamine hit throughout the middle of the week while you're waiting for the next U-Turn podcast episode, something short and sweet to just connect with you, share what I'm going through, and offer any wisdom that might be of support to you as well that I'm realizing along my own journey. So what I wanted to just quickly talk to you about today was successes and failures and how sometimes, especially this week, I've been noticing myself make meaning out of my perceived failures and make them mean something about me. And so I think the first thing to pay attention to is asking yourself, like, what is your relationship to failure? Like, how do you relate to failure? Because what I've found is that I've met so many entrepreneurs in my life that have massively succeeded, and of course, some who to their standards haven't. And what I think about when I meet somebody who's really, really succeeded at it is, wow, they must have a really good relationship with failure because there's no way, there's so many micro opportunities to fail as they're diving in to entrepreneurship that I can't help but be in admiration of them because the thought that I'm having is, wow, they hit failure many times. They got a lot of no's, they had a lot of problems, and they did not make the failure mean that they should stop, that it wasn't working out, that they should give up. There was something inside of them that made the failure look like a challenge that they could play with. And there was some sort of experimental mindset that they were looking at in their business that helped them continue on. And in my case, a lot of the times I do see it that way. A lot of the times I take a lot of pride in looking at failure in the face and saying, that's fine, like I'm okay with a no. But there have been some times where my survival is on the line. You know, I remember starting my coaching business and leaving my corporate job and some months I would make a really good living and then other months no clients would come. And what kept me sane was doing the mindset work to pay attention to when I made the absence of clients mean that I wasn't going to get clients anymore. You know, I remember on months where it was slower, I would look at myself and say, oh my God, does this mean it's the end? So I would start to catastrophize, go into anxiety and tell myself this was the beginning of the end. And what I learned was that clients would always continue to come if I continue to put myself out there. It's just energetic math, right? Like, I don't know. I've never really used that term, but it is. It's like energetic math. It's like you put X amount of energy out and you're going to get Y amount of energy response. It's almost like job hunting. It's like if you knock on a lot of doors, so to speak, you can only knock on so many until you eventually are going to get an answer. That's like how it is with putting your resume out there, right? That's something that I talk to my students in the Job Offer Academy course about a lot. It's just, it's a numbers game. And so there are times where I feel, and I feel that a lot this week, where I have so many wins, but when I am failing in some way that I want to be succeeding, I tell myself that, you know, obviously I'm not capable or obviously I have work to do or obviously every you know it's easy to go into comparisonitis and look at everybody else who has you know their game going on but there's a couple things I want to share with you number 1 life is like time zones right like think about you know maybe you live in Los Angeles like I do or sometimes I live in Paris we're all on different time zones maybe people in New York are eating dinner right now because it's dinner time but maybe you're in LA you're a few hours below behind and it's not dinner time for you yet i think such is the case with life you know sometimes you see people who are at the peak of their success and i've certainly 
had that. I mean, honestly, my financial peak of success was in early 2016, making millions of dollars. And that was followed by my lowest time of success in 2017, losing all of my money, trying to fix my online course and spending tons of money on Facebook ads and coaches to help me and blah, blah, blah. The market changed. Next thing I knew, I lost millions of dollars. And then, of course, I've, I've created uh, another company since then and bounced back. But what it is to say is that I went through a burnout after that. And I remember looking at so many of my friends and thinking to myself, oh, my God, you know, they are crushing it. You know, look at where they're at. And I'm so burned out. I, I mean, I hit a visceral burnout and I've just started to get my energy back in my life one and a half years later now. And starting the U-Turn podcast was part of my goal to find myself and my energy again and connect to what got me into personal development in the first place. And that's why this podcast, when you share it with your friends, when you post reviews on iTunes, it's like it hits a different string in my soul because I created it out of the joy of creation. And and that was a huge step for me coming out of a burnout. But I remember being in my burnout and being totally tired and thinking to myself, how am I ever going to get my energy back again? And looking at my friends and thinking, wow, they have so much energy. How do they do that? And what I'm realizing now is that they're just on a different time zone. Maybe they're two years into their entrepreneurial journey. Maybe they've been pushing really hard for three or four years. I pushed for seven years in entrepreneurship. I started even before that in the workforce, joining, you know, working at the Pentagon in counterterrorism. It was like I moved from LA to DC and I had a really intense job hunt. And that was what created my online course, the Job Offer Academy, the methodology I learned through that life experience. But I put so much of myself into it and then starting a business and leaving the corporate world and then losing all my money and then starting another business and thriving again, but not having a lot of energy to make it go the way I want it to go. There have been so many times where I look around and with comparisonitis, it's like, oh, wow, look, you know, they're crushing it. But I forget that they might be on a different time zone and maybe they'll hit a burnout and I hope they don't. But if they do, that's just what time zone they're in. And what I'm finding is that the more I'm able to look at my time zone and realize that this is my own journey, I'm just where I'm at right now. And Pay attention to the meaning I'm making of myself when I'm on a downside and a downturn is everything. So, you know, just a question for you is like, what do you tell yourself about yourself when you're not doing the results you want to do in the world or you're not um, creating the things you want to create or you're on low energy, your tank is low? Maybe, you know, we're all like cars driving around. Sometimes your gas tank is low. And what I'm finding is that my success, my joy is directly tied to how I'm able to manage the stories I tell myself and my nervous system when I'm not doing as well or when I'm not making the money I want or when I'm not getting the amount of downloads on the U-Turn podcast or, you know, there was a period in putting my book proposal out there. There was like a three-week creepy period where it was crickets. And I remember calling Amanda Bucci and Sarah Stewart and Alyssa Nobriga and all my closest friends, Nicole Naupavar, being like, holy shit, guys, like, what if nobody buys my book? Like, I've been telling myself, I've been invested in this book proposal. I had editing. I paid for editors to look at it and help me. And, you know, what if nobody buys this book? What if I just paid all this money for nobody to like what I have to say. And even though I do so much personal development on myself, even though I'm usually in a very strong mindset, sometimes it creeps in, you know, and 
that was a time that it did. Next thing I knew, an incredible book deal. And then all of a sudden, three publishing houses. You know, I had Penguin and Hachette and all sorts of different publishing houses bidding on my book. And and the next thing I went from was a nothing to a bidding war, which totally blew my mind. And what it just reinforced for me is that, yes, sometimes I'm going to win, whatever that means for me, right? But on the times that I'm losing, how am I talking to myself? Because here's the deal. Your ego is it has a story, right? All the time. So the story I had since I was a little girl was I'm not capable. And I think that came from watching my dad lose his money, as I've talked about a lot of times is, oh my God, you know, he peaked really young. I peaked really young. Like I have this story, like maybe I've just peaked and that's the end, right? And that's, that's my work. I've been working on that story. But what I found is that if I have a belief that I'm incapable and that that's a default setting, that's where I go when things aren't going well, my ego is going to shop to prove that belief. Meaning my ego is going to look around the world for proof that that is true. Uh, and, and in the same way that any situation, it's kind of like a file cabinet. You could pull out a thousand different things. You could say a thousand different ways to relate to something, but your ego, when it believes something, is going to look for those little files that proves what it thinks. So if I believe I'm incapable, I'm going to look for all of the, the pieces of evidence that I can find to prove that I'm incapable. But if I want to believe that I am capable, all I need to do is look at look for a new story. So right now I want to challenge you. Where are you telling yourself you're a failure, you're not thriving, or what story are you telling yourself about yourself that's not really serving you? It doesn't feel good anymore. And then I would love for you to find evidence of the opposite. So maybe the story you have is, I don't know, like I'm not successful. And you could go, you know, your ego could shop and go find a bunch of different stories in its file cabinet that can prove it. You know, I'm, I'm not successful because I didn't get a raise at work this year. I'm not successful because blah, 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 blah. You could come up with all the reasons, but you could also come up with opposite evidence. I'm successful because, and I want to encourage you to flip the switch and flip the script and really challenge yourself to build that relationship, to love yourself and challenge your ego. Because if you don't challenge it, it's going to be on default setting. And that's why I created the U-Turn podcast. So Anyway, I hope this was helpful for you. I'm sending you a lot of love. This is really coming up for me this week. I think having just gotten my book deal and, and signing with Hay House and actually getting paid to write a book that I, it, it's in my soul. Like, honestly, I think U-Turn Podcast and this book are the most soul-centered things I've ever created and that I, you know, so far. And, um, you know, I think it's really confronting when you really, really want something and you have some sort of attachment. It's confronting when you want to put your soul out there. Um, but I think fear is friendly and even just making this voice note to you is an edge for me. So I hope you love this little dopamine hit this week. Um, as always, if you want to connect, hit me up on Instagram. I love hearing from you on the gram at Ashley Stahl. Let me know what you thought of this little dopamine hit. I'm thinking about doing these every single week. And with that said, I'm signing off. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful week.